Bhagavad-gita, chapter 6, text 37 through 39. 37. Arjuna uvacha, ayati shraddha yopeto, yogachalitamanasaha, aprapya yogasam siddhim, Kāṅgatim Krishna Gachati Arjuna Uvacha Arjuna said Ayati The unsuccessful transcendentalist Shraddhaya With faith Upetaha Engaged Yogat From the mystic link Chalita, deviated, manasah, who has such a mind, aprapya, failing to attain, yoga samsiddhim, the highest perfection in mysticism, kam, which, gatim, destination, Krishna, O Krishna, Gachati, achieves. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai. Translation, Arjuna said, O Krishna, what is the destination of the unsuccessful transcendentalist who in the beginning takes to the process of self-realization with faith but who later desists due to worldly-mindedness and thus does not attain perfection in mysticism. Please repeat, Arjuna said, O Krishna, what is the destination of the unsuccessful transcendentalist who in the beginning takes to the process of self-realization with faith but who later desists due to worldly-mindedness and thus does not attain perfection in mysticism. The path of self-realization or mysticism is described in the Bhagavad-gita. The basic principle of self-realization is knowledge that the living entity is not this material body but that he is different from it and that his happiness is in eternal life, bliss and knowledge. These are transcendental beyond both body and mind. Self-realization is sought by the path of knowledge, by the path of the Eightfold System or by Bhakti Yoga. In Sanskrit they are called either Jnana or Karma, Jnana or sorry, Jnana, Yoga or Bhakti. In each of these processes, one has to realize the constitutional position of the living entity, his relationship with God and the activities whereby he can re-establish the lost link and achieve the highest perfectional stage of Krishna Consciousness. Following any of the above-mentioned three methods, one is sure to reach the supreme goal sooner or later. This was asserted by the Lord in the second chapter. Even a little endeavor on the transcendental path offers a great hope for deliverance. Out of these three methods, the path of Bhakti Yoga is especially suitable for this age because it is the most direct method 
of God realization. To be doubly assured, Arjuna is asking Lord Krishna to confirm his former statement. One may sincerely accept the path of self-realization, but the process of cultivation of knowledge and the practice of the Eightfold Yoga system are generally very difficult for this age. This age means we are talking about Kali Yuga. Therefore, despite constant endeavor, one may fail for many reasons. First of all, one may not be sufficiently serious about following the process. This is the primary reason why people fall down, not serious about the whole process. First of all, they do not understand the seriousness and the emergency. They think it is um, to be taken something lightly, some, um, as I said many times, as a side dish in life, not the main course. Hmm. Optional chutney. So if we treat Krishna consciousness like a chutney business, then it will not work. It is actually the main activity of our life. Human life is meant for only self-realization and nothing else. The work, the family, these are all incidental. But now these have become the focus of life and self-realization is not even in the back seat, out of the window. <clears throat> to pursue the transcendental path is more or less to declare war on the illusory energy. Consequently, whenever a person tries to escape the clutches of the illusory energy, she tries to defeat the practitioner by various allurements. A conditioned soul is already allured by the modes of material energy and there is every chance of being allured again, even while performing transcendental disciplines. This is called Yoga Chalitamanasaha deviation from the transcendental path. Arjuna is inquisitive to know the results of deviation from the path of self-realization. Now, just to give context to the entire question, now let's read the question again and then we will go to 38 and 39 and we will get the complete context. So, he is saying, O Krishna, what is the destination of the unsuccessful transcendentalist who in the beginning takes to the process of self-realization with faith but who later desists due to worldly-mindedness and thus does not attain perfection in mysticism. Now he further asks, O mighty-armed Krishna, does not such a man who is bewildered from the path of transcendence fall away from both spiritual and material success and perish like a riven cloud with no position in any sphere? Etan me samshayam krishna chetum arhasya sheshataha tvadanya samshaya syasya chetana hyupapadyate. This is my doubt, O Krishna, and I ask you to dispel it completely. But for you, no one is to be found who can destroy this doubt. So, this is the entire question. What happens to such a person who takes to path of spiritual progress, but who falls away after some time. So, he has taken to the path of um, spiritual progress by sacrificing his material progress. Because to, to be good in anything, you have to have single-pointed attention. You, you, you look at any person who is great, whether in the science field or the arts field or any field, they have really applied themselves 
without deviation or with as less deviation as possible to that craft. And that's how they achieved success. Nowadays they call, I mean, they want to talk about life, work-life balance and all, all areas of life balance. Whoever balances, mm, he will be maybe happy, but not, he will not be known as a genius or something like that. So, um, <clears throat> so they have, they have applied themselves like, you know, if you press like this or if you press this cloth like that, nothing much happens. But the same force you press with a needle, it will pierce through or even our hand or something like that. So, to pierce, you need uh, the same force maybe, but single pointed. So, for advancing in spiritual life, one may have given up his all his material duties. You know, like a person who has dedicated himself, who has discarded the materialistic way of life and taken to spiritual progress in life. What if he falls down? That is Arjuna's question. So, does he now have no material success and no spiritual success and he's just like nowhere? What is his standing in the, in the great scheme of things? Where is he? What are his, what are his whereabouts in the map of spiritual advancement or even material advancement? Where is he? So, that is the question. And he asked the question to Krishna. And he said this, but for you, no one can dispel this doubt. Now we will read the, the purport of 38 and 39 and together study this. So 38, O mighty armed Krishna, does not such a man who is bewildered from the path of transcendence fall away from both spiritual and material success and perish like a riven cloud with no position in any sphere? Purport. There are two ways to progress. Those who are materialists have no interest in transcendence. Two kinds of progresses. Those who are materialists have no interest in transcendence. Therefore, they are more interested in material advancement by economic development or in promotion to the higher planets by appropriate work. When one takes to the path of transcendence, one has to seize all material activities and sacrifice all forms of so-called material happiness, whether in this world or in the heavenly planets or whatever. If the aspiring transcendentalist fails, then he apparently loses both ways. You know, because he hasn't applied himself in material life for so long. So there he has lost you know, relevance. And in spiritual life he has fallen away. He has no standing. Where is he? So, in other words, he has he can enjoy neither material happiness nor spiritual success. He has no position. He is like a riven cloud. A cloud in the sky sometimes deviates from a small cloud and joins a big one. But if it cannot join a big one, then it is blown away by the wind and becomes a non-entity in the vast sky. The Brahmana Pathi is the path of transcendental realization through knowing oneself to be spiritual in a sense. Hmm? What is transcendental? What is this Brahmana Pathi? Pathi means path. In fact, the English word path comes from the word Pathi or Pantha. Pantha means also path. So, <coughs> it's a derivation from Sanskrit only. Brahmana Pathi is the path of transcendental realization through knowing oneself to be spiritual in essence. That means we are not material, we are not a product of a few chemicals 
some enzymes and it all came together and we became this person that we are. No, we are not. Because if that is the case, if a person dies, then the enzymes can be injected and the person will be back to life. It doesn't happen. It's foolish to conclude that we are just a product of some uh, tissues and some liquids and or some gases. We are not. So, <clears throat> we are spiritual in essence. We are occupying this body. This body is made of tissues, whatever, whatever. Uh, but we are not. Just like when we are sitting in the car, the car may be made of metal, plastic, but we are not made of metal and plastic. We are just occupying the car and driving it. Similarly, this body is compared in the Bhagavad Gita like a yantra, yantra rudhanima, it's a machine. We are driving on it. So, first thing about Brahmanapathy is to understand that we are spiritual in essence, not material. Part and parcel of the Supreme Lord means our relationship is with the Supreme Lord. Now our relationship is with our family, with our friends, with our enemies. Enmity is also a relationship by the way. It's a relationship. So, <clears throat> in this way we are related to our nationality, to our species, to our gender. So, this is not, so if you understand that we are none of these, then our relationships also we must change now. Because I can't continue, if I am understanding that I am the soul, I am not the body. Oh, because of body, this is so called wife, this is so called children, this is so called parents. But now that I am not the body, so these are not my relatives, so where is my relations now? So not only me, but also now my relations matter, to what I am related. I am working day and night to maintain these relationships with my family and my you know, all this uh, paraphernalia. But now I am not connected, so what is my relationship and where should I repose my activity? Hmm. So that relationship is also mentioned. We are not the body, but what we are? We are part and parcel of Krishna. We are His servants. We are not servant of our family, we are not servant of our country, we are not servant of our species or anything. Or humanity even. We are servant of God. <clears throat> so, that is the next, second, part and parcel of the Supreme Lord who is manifested as Brahman, Paramatma and Bhagavan. Now, this is another uh, subset. So, Supreme Lord or the Absolute Truth is realized in three phases. Absolute Truth is one, but it is realized in three phases according to how much we advance. The far observant of the Absolute Truth, observer, sorry, the far observer of the Absolute Truth understands the Brahman aspect of the Absolute Truth. It is like this, if you see a mountain from a distance, it will just have an outline, grey, almost like a cloud in the distance. So, you know that there is a mountain, that's it, not much more than that. When we go closer to the mountain, we will find more diverse colors, maybe a snow in, at the peak and then maybe a rocky side and maybe a, a green side and maybe a waterfall and maybe stones, we don't know. So, so many varieties you will see. So, there is little more clarity, granular clarity. And when you actually go at the to the mountain and traverse on the mountain, then you will see so many species of plants, insects, animals, birds, maybe even humans. So much variety, so much activity, so much uh, buzz is going on there. It's full of, but when you see from the distance, it's just a stationary thing, almost irrelevant to you. Now, when you are there, everything is relevant. Now, if an insect moves, you have to be careful. Now, from the far, it doesn't matter. 
what happens there whether tiger is there or leopard is there it doesn't matter snake is there so once you are in there then you have to then you are there and you have to be concerned with everything so three stages of realization so how closely you know that thing so similarly absolute truth is one just like the mountain is one but understood in three phases according to our distance not physical distance spiritual distance how advanced we are in our you know spiritual path but it's brahmana pathi this path how far away are we from the goal so the beginning realization is brahman where we understand that god is all pervading energy the light some people say universe so this is a vague understanding of god then the second stage is paramatma brahma paramatma paramatma is that he is situated in everyone's heart he is not actually that far away that vague he is actually a person sitting in everyone's heart and witnessing everything that we are doing hmm? and rewarding us or punishing us according to our actions and waiting when we will turn back to him he is like a kind father and a very well well wishing friend we have relinquished him but he has not relinquished us he is always accompanied us accompanying us so and he is seeing when this person will turn to me and in the meantime we are busy enjoying this material world and he is sitting as a paramatma in the heart not only of the human but also of the animals the birds the snakes the reptiles even the um, plants and trees now you may say where is the heart of the tree there is no nothing heart so see this is our fault the way we define heart and according to western medical this thing is just something we pump pumps you know blood but heart is not defined like that in the vedas the seat of energies in a body is heart hmm. so that may be in us it is the heart and whatever in, the, in biologically what is whatever is the name in the you know in, in the tree probably in the root somewhere there so krishna is always there in the heart of every living entity so he is that is paramatma second stage of realization and then finally bhagwan which is the ultimate understanding of the absolute truth hmm. the ultimate understanding where we realize that the absolute truth is actually a person a singular person with likes and dislikes and everything that we have but spiritual likes dislikes everything he has every attribute that we have and every attribute that we do not even have otherwise he is not the absolute truth aham sarvasya prabhavo bhagavad gita says defines the absolute truth as the origin of everything janmadyasya yatah vedanta sutra also says he is the origin of everything that means whatever we have he is the origin that means he also must have what we have how can the origin not have what we have that means we have something which god does not have how can we have something more than god no we can't so whatever we have he also has in fact from him only we have derived just like father has certain uh, habits or some mannerisms and sometimes child gets that you know what do you call it uh, not not inheritance huh 
yeah genetics you know the jhalak <coughs> um, is it is that the what to call it in hindi jhalak it's, yeah it's the mannerism kind of so you will say hey, your father also does that or your mother also does that. or his smile is like the mother or the father something like this so unless so we have derived our qualities from our parents similarly god he says sarva yonishu kaunteya sambhavanti murteya ja tasam brahma mahadyoni raham bija pradapita i am the father of everyone so we have we also have the traits from our supreme father krishna so whatever we have we can be we can rest assured that it is there in krishna but in him it is there without imperfection whereas we because of our conditioning in this material world we are having those imperfections if we become purified we also become perfect but not as perfect as god not as infinite as god but pure we will remain the same infinitesimal soul even even after liberation mukti moksha but that time we will be able to serve god in complete purity without any contamination so bhagavan feature and in bhagavan feature we also realize that we can have a very intimate relationship with the lord whatever relationships we have in this world here here we have uh, there um, categorized into five main shanta dasya sakhya vatsalya madhurya these are the relationships we have in this world Hmm? Shanta means um, passive. Passive means appreciation of somebody. Like um, so, you know, fanboy. If somebody, you know, all these um, um, celebrities, they have fans. They appreciate. But they don't have very intimate relation. Intimately they don't know. But they appreciate the greatness of that person or whatever it is. That is appreciation. Um, then there is dasya servitude serve someone greater like a responsible son he will serve the parents like that or somebody who is greater he will he will assist he will serve so that is servitude dasya sakhya friendship we have friends whom we can freely disclose our mind some friends are just acquaintances some friends are more deeper like that then there is vatsalya parenthood it means um, like the mother or father the affection the relationship they have with their children filial relationship so that is uh, vatsalya and sometimes it may not be exactly father mother but even an elder towards a younger like a teacher towards a student he also has a kind of because he is superior and his relation affectionate relationship with an inferior that is a relationship and madhurya conjugal relationship like husband and wife or boyfriend girlfriend like this uh, lover and beloved <clears throat> this is conjugal these are loving relationships then there are enmity also enmity is another relationship and hatred these are negative relationships so we have these relationships especially loving ones we we, we cherish loving relationships we we don't cherish and with him um so these loving relationships we have reposed on imperfect per- people in this world so we have to transfer towards krishna because actually we belong all these relationships are to be reposed on him not to anyone else but that does not mean we hate everybody else no 
through Krishna, yes, we love everyone. Because everyone is related to Krishna. And if we want to have a relationship with Krishna, then we, just like if a, a, a woman, if she becomes the wife of a man, then she also has to take care of the in-laws, all the package that it comes with, marriage. You know? So it's not that, uh, of course, now the fights happen, but... <laughs> But it's supposed to be that if she has affection for the husband, then she has to also take care of his family, his, I mean, she has to be cordial with everyone. So similarly, through Krishna, we can love everyone. But if we don't take it through Krishna channel, then we will be limited in our love. We will only love our nation. Oh, what is that? Proud to be Indian. Why are you proud to be Indian? Why? For what reason? So this is, and Pakistan is proud of to be Pakistan, and then uh, Israel, Palestine. These fightings will go on. America, Russia, or America, China, whatever. These things will go on as long as we are not Krishna conscious. That's why the the Vedic aphorism Vasudeva Kutumbakam. It is loosely used nowadays. Oh, one family. Uh, on what basis are we one family? Huh? We check the DNA, we are not one family. So on what basis are we one family? Spiritual DNA, yes. Because Krishna said, I am the father, ah, yes, now it makes sense that we are all one family. It is not just an idea. It's a fact that we are one family. But we are fighting like cats and dogs because we don't know that we are part of one family. That's why nations and nations, they clash. Or people and people, they clash. Races, they clash. Black lives matter or white lives matter. Life is not black, first of all. Don't make life black or white. Life is not black or white. It's the color of the skin only. And we are not the body. So if you understand this, these stupid movements won't exist. Discrimination won't exist. Or fighting against discrimination won't exist. Movements and counter movements and you know clashes and counter clashes, these will all not exist. These are a complete waste of time because they don't have spiritual knowledge. So this is proper understanding of who we are, Brahmana Pathi. And it has implications in our daily life also. The whole world can be peaceful if we follow this, Brahmana Pathi. So real help means to help in this way, that educate people, enlighten them. Not simply open schools where atheism is taught, where in the school there is knowledge about God. Science, as if the scientists created the world. No. So, uh, schools, opening schools, they say, oh, they think it is, it is a, you know, a noble deed. But, honestly, people are becoming atheists from because of the school. Those who are these big, big professors, you know, doctors, too puffed up. Ego is beyond the sky. They think, oh, there is no God. God is for the weak-hearted. For intelligent man, there is no need of God. Rascal. Who gave, them, gave him the intelligence? Huh? Who gave him the, the tongue with which he is speaking that there is no God is given by God? Nonsense is he speaking. If you think mother and father did the tongue, they have no idea how to make the tongue. Who made the tongue? How can we say it is an accident? Evolution. Evolution is a... The theory of evolution is uh, based on atheism. Why? Because if we evolve from ignorant matter, slowly, slowly, and then now we are coming to 
you know, like serious intelligence. That means they are saying that the source of everything is ignorance. Whereas Bhagavatam says, first verse, Abhignyaha. He is cognizant of everything. He knows everything. That means the source of everything actually is a source of complete knowledge. It is, it is from the status of complete knowledge that everything is coming, not from the status of ignorance. Everybody is, uh, what is this? Praising Elon Musk. Oh, shooting satellites to space, spacecraft to space and bringing them back and landing. They should not, right? Why they should, uh, why they should praise him? If, if just a rocket he is making and people are praising him, now, millions of planets, they are moving in the space, which are basically like huge rockets, which full, with full atmospheres. Huh? There is no intelligence behind this. If one small rocket requires so much intelligence, of thousands of scientists, planets are moving millions of them, there is no intelligence. Only a rascal will come up, will come up with this kind of theory. All atheists are rascals and modern education is teaching these things. So, Brahmanapathi. So, the real thing is to understand spiritually. Science means that the so called science we are learning that is not science. Science, the word science means to know. To know. We cannot know if we take God out of the picture. We will never know that. How everything is created. Now, even if the scientists one day come with a solid answer, how the universe was created. Anyway, we have the answer. We already have the answer. We know solidly how the universe was created. Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavatam, full, full uh, what is that, detailed description, vivid description is there how universe came into existence. Now, on their side, if they ever reach the conclusion of exactly how the universe came, uh, they still, of course, they can never know because they can, they don't know the God, they don't accept him. They still will not be able to understand why it was created. There must be a reason for any creation, right? It is not out of accident if things became created. Like there is a big bang. Big bang means some explosion happened. And thing came into existence. So, the, even if we say it is big bang that started, an intelligent investigator, you should invest, who put the bomb there? If any terrorist attack happens, bomb somebody goes off, immediately the investigation is who put the bomb. Check all the CCTV and everything. So, why don't we investigate then? Which idiot will think and say the bomb just came out of existence and you know, and blasted by itself? No. If you think, if he says like that, he is an idiot. So, that's why Krishna, is not my words. These words are, Krishna is saying, Moodha, Vimudha. Rascal, fool. Krishna is using these words. So, Brahmanapathi means to understand the Absolute Truth and understand everything in context in relation with the Absolute Truth. So, a person who understands the importance of this path, he will understand that it is futile to chase material um, aspirations. Even if I want to say become um, big singer and even if I become that big singer and may have, may have millions, billions followers one day death will come 
and I am ripped off everything. And next, I may become a donkey braying and everybody will kick me. You never know. It's, it's all finished. The thing is, it's antavat. Why should we invest time, energy, emotions, money, our very life in something which will not give us a return? What kind of investment program is that? You want to invest in a lucrative program, a lucrative scheme, right? We want returns, ROI. Where is the ROI in any material aspiration? There is zero. Zero. Mrityu Sarva Haras Chaham, Krishna says. As Krishna says, I come as death and take everything away from you in one second. Hiranyakashipu was the classic materialist. Asurya Varya, Asura Varya. His, Prahlad, his son Prahlad Maharaj, he said, he called him not a father, of course he called him father also, but one in one shloka he said, O Asura Varya, O greatest of the demons. He referred to his father like that, he called him. Why? He was first class demon, zero faith in God and think that he is the classic, you know, controller of everything. In fact, he was the controller. So much so that, if he raises his eyebrow in eyebrow in anger, the devatas run out of fear of him. They hide somewhere. That powerful he was. So, what happened? Shilatam kana khala, yeah. Finish. <laughs> One moment was enough for Narasimhadev to just tear open his stone-like chest. Even thunderbolt could not uh, pierce his body but uh, with just nails not even the beginning of the hand yet not even beginning of the fingers nails only <laughs> haven't even laid a proper hand also nails just ripped open and in fact he did not even need to come he can kill him in any way but he came for prahlad that's another matter but the thing is Mrityu Sarvaharasham, whatever he has acquired, all the power was gone in a single second. So why? Why should we waste time? So this is the, when we have knowledge, then our convictions will change. Of course, it doesn't mean we immediately, in one second change, okay, today I will take sannyas Prabhu, good class, I will take sannyas. Huh? That also we cannot do. So, we are not on that level yet. Hmm. So, we are understanding, we are waking up now. You know, when you are sleeping and somebody wakes you up, hey, hey, this is not reality, you are dreaming, wake up. And when waking up, we are, you know, in, there is a groggy stage when we are like not so, you know, clear. We are still like, you know, half asleep, you know. We are not simply awake yet. So, that is the stage at which we are now. Okay, getting some knowledge. Trying to wake up. So, we are not there where we can active, we can, we are doing our duty. No, not yet. We are waking up from our dream. Swapnavad Uthita, exact Sanskrit word. So, <coughs> at this stage we cannot immediately. So, what to do? So, Krishna is not impractical also. He did not say that um, give up everything and immediately take sannyas and go, finish. No, that is also not possible. So, we have to mould our activities in such a way, or program our activities in such a way, that the very same activities which caused bondage 
shall cause our deliverance from this material world and the example today morning also we were discussing is chikitsitam you know this verse in the shrimad bhagavatam narad muni is saying this amayo yascha bhutanam jayate yena suvrata tadeva hyamayam dravyam napunati chikitsitam oh good soul does not a thing applied therapeutically cure a disease which was caused by that very same thing now what does this mean if something is causing us disease and the same thing if we apply it therapeutically it can cure it for example vaccine is such a thing vaccine is like that inactivated virus or nowadays they're doing this mrna different technology so especially the older technology was the virus only they inactivate deactivate and then they inject into the body so it is the same virus but this time it is actually cure or prevent even the disease you see and the other example is milk and curd so if you drink too much milk in one go you will get diarrhea especially not boiled milk get diarrhea to cure the diarrhea another milk preparation curd or yogurt with black pepper and salt that will actually cure the diarrhea so it's it's coming from the milk only but different process and administer it and it will become now a medicine so similarly now our activities our thoughts everything is causing us bondage in this material world what is bondage what is bondage we we use the word bondage bondage what is bondage that means we are bound to this like you know chain if are, if there is a chain here i i am bound i can't move so what is this bondage that we can't move i, am, I can move no, now lockdown we are actually bound but uh, <laughs> i mean now trying they're trying to reopen and uh, <coughs> going back and forth but uh, you know <laughs> we, we can travel we can move right so how are we bound bound means we are bound to this material world we may go up even into the heavenly planets or to the hellish planets or anywhere but we are within this material world and we are bound not only to this material world but to our desires our you know like for example family that is a bondage we are bound to this material world chained actually but you won't find actually a physical chain it's a very subtle chain that we are bound it is called lust kama it is our greatest enemy why did it lust means not just sexual desire that is of course the pinnacle of it but any atmendriya pritivancha taravali kam kam means lust and krishnendriya priti ichha dhare prem naam if we desire krishna's satisfaction that is prem or love so in this world whenever they say i love you this that this is actually not love it is only lust because in, in that relationship i want to be happy even if i want to make you happy it is because i want to be happy by seeing you happy ultimately it comes back to us i want to be happy and it may increase to a different sphere in the name of nationalism nationalism oh if my country is happy i will be happy so it is still bondage 
So in this way we are bound to a certain family, bound to a certain um, circumstance. Uh, so this bondage of birth and death and suffering, bondage is not something pleasurable, it's suffering. Uh, birth, death, old age, disease, dukkha doshanu darshanam, janma mrityu jaravyadhi. It is full of pain. And apart from these four, janma happens, okay, in the beginning of birth, okay, we have forgotten that pain, okay, fine, good. Because in the womb of the mother, it's very, very painful. The baby suffers more than the mother herself, but we completely forgot. Completely forgot. Only because the mother remembers, she can tell. But the baby doesn't remember. We don't remember what we went through. Um, and when we come out, birth is also very painful. Now you may say, okay, four uh, sufferings, so one is finished, okay, only three. So death will come one day. So basically, I don't need to think about it because it will come one day. Or two only. Old age disease. Old age will come, you know, when later on, you know, when I am 60, 70, that time. So, for now, that is also not the disease. Uh, I'll, I'll take care of my disease. I'll work out and I'll mitigate all my suffering. No, no, no. Now, this, this um, pandemic situation has taught us something about disease. A little lesson. Now, apart from these four, there are others. If we think that these are few and far between, four only, okay, fine, I can deal with that. Then, be, between them, there are, they fill in the blanks, there, are, there is another. Tapatraya, <laughs> sufferings of three kinds. Sufferings caused by myself, adhyatmic. I do something stupid and I suffer my own consequence. That is adhyatmic. Like sometimes we bite our own tongue. Who is to be blamed? <laughs> we get angry, but who is the fault? Who is at fault? We are at fault. So this is <laughs> a small example of adhyatmic misery. Then there is adhibhautik suffering, suffering caused by others, either human beings in the form of maybe terrorists, maybe some thief, maybe some murderer or whatever, or it can even be as small as an insect which uh, bites and gives us malaria or dengue or something like this. It can be anything. No. So this is adhibhautik. We are doing a thing but somebody is coming and disturbing. Either it can be neighbor or it can be a colleague or it can be the boss, it can be anybody. And then the other, third one is Adhidaivik, given by the demigods, the devatas, who control much bigger issues of the universal management, like the water. Now we may, weather forecast and all these things are there. Clouds, evaporation from the water, from the sun, by the sun and all this. But these are actually governed by demigods. The sun is also governed by a demigod who is on the sun planet, who is the king of the sun planet. His name is also given Vivaswa. And similarly, Indra uh, and uh, what is that? Vayu. All these demigods, there are millions of them. So, all of them govern different aspects of the government of the universe. So, sometimes these natural calamities that happen, they are called Adhidaivik miseries. They say natural calamity. Actually, there is also control. You know? <clears throat> so, but just that we don't know that kind of government exists. Just like a dog in Singapore or a cat, he has zero idea that there is a Prime Minister of Singapore. <laughs> zero idea. He, he's happy or nothing is happening. I'm, there is no dog chasing me, cat, you know. So many cats on the streets here and there. 
There's no dog chasing me, no animal, no wild animals, what hog or something like that. Why they are not there? Because there is a government which is maintaining law and order and there is no forest here and there is civilized space and everything. So he does not know these things. So just like he has zero idea of that, we also have zero idea of this bigger government of the universe. It's only from the Vedic scriptures that we are getting information of this. Vedic scriptures are not some man who wrote them. Krishna himself wrote as Vyasadev, who is the incarnation of Krishna. He wrote. So these are authorized knowledge. So Brahmanapati means to understand all these things in context and apply ourselves in that uh, way. In the sense, we should understand what is the reason behind creation, what is the reason for our existence and then be in synchrony with that purpose and apply ourselves. Oh, I came, so once we understand Bhagavad Gita, we understand, oh, I was put here for my reformation. I have forgotten that I am eternal servant of Krishna and I have come here. Oh, now I have to revive that and until then I will be punished. Not exactly punished, it is reformation. When the father slaps a child, it looks like punishment but actually it is for his good because if he continues to do something wrong, suppose he is stealing from the neighbour and the father gives him a very tight slap. He will not like it. But if he doesn't slap him, then he will go on to become a big robber, bank robber or hacker or whatever. And he will get sentence that is much serious, much more serious. So, Krishna gives us suffering is actually for our own good. We should understand that um, it's easy. Every time, every time this is what happens when people have feeble faith in God, whenever something, you know, reversal happens, they lose that, that little faith also. If God is there, uh, you know, why should He, you know, not answer my prayers, you know, as if God is our servant waiting outside the door, you know, if we ting, bell wings, He will come inside and what do you want, sir, and he will give whatever, he's a servant, is it? No. He will sometimes not give. That's why there is a saying. People pray to God to change their situations. Not understanding that the God engineered the situation to change us. We don't want to change. We want to remain the same stubborn idiot, rascal dog. You know, dog, the, the tail is always curling. How much you try to straighten it, it will come back. We want to remain that stubborn dog. And we want God to serve us. We have to change. And that's why Krishna gives these things. We have to see what is the lesson here. Hmm. But we can clearly know the lessons if we have the spiritual knowledge. Then we will immediately see, ah, see, Krishna is teaching this lesson, that lesson. Everything we will know. We will know the non-permanent state. Basically the lesson is this. No need to figure out, hey, what Krishna is teaching me? Hmm. No. Main thing is this. This material world is not worth our attention. It's not worth. We are not supposed to be here. We don't belong here. We have to go back to Krishna. So every time Krishna gives us some some slap, some kick, that is to only awaken us to the fact that, you see, this is, it will all end in frustration after all. How much ever you try, even if you are successful your whole life, death will come and take away everything and then finished. You can't live with your success forever. People are still glorifying who is a Gandhi. Now, that soul which was in that Gandhi's body, where he is, we don't know. There is one astrologer, you know, Jawaharlal Nehru. He, um, Prime Minister of India, right? He was. 
So then astrologer he calculated, he said, this man after death he has become German Shepherd in Sweden. Dog. It's very, very possible. And we have information from Bhagavatam. Bharat Maharaj, he was not only Prime Minister of India, but he was Prime Minister of the world. Next life he became a, you know what he became? Deer. Deer he became. It is very much possible. So people may still say, oh Jawaharlal Nehru, Children's Day, in India Children's Day, Jawaharlal Nehru's birthday, 14th November. Children's Day. People are still celebrating his glories or whatever, whatever they want to talk about him. But he is suffering as a dog and the dog also died. Now he is maybe in, a, in another body, maybe pig or whatever, we don't know. So, it is a myth. What, what is the value of somebody glorifying us here and we are suffering in hell somewhere? <laughs> Does not make any sense? So, everything is going to end in frustration. That is a lesson we have to learn here in this world. So, we have to get detached from it. Not worth our attention. That's the beginning of Brahmanapati. That's why first thing Krishna said to Arjuna, you are not the body, you are the soul. Next verse he said, you tolerate whatever happiness or distress that you get. Tolerate. So, with the conviction in this process, a person may take to it with full determination. Having understood that, yes, I think this is the only thing I should really be doing in life. This is how I should be spending my life. Now, if one has taken like that and he falls away, what will happen to him? Materially, he has lost all taste. Now, spiritually, he has no standing now because he fell away from there. So, what will happen to him? So, Arjuna's question was this. So, Krishna actually answers in the you know, subsequent verses uh, from 40 all the way through 44 or 45 in fact. He answers, six verses he answers that actually there is no loss even for a person who has fallen away from transcendence. <coughs> there is no fault, there is no uh, problem. Why? Because even if he dies in this world having not completed his business in spiritual progress, Next life, he will start from where he left off. Whereas, materially, if we end with a PhD in this life, next life, we have to start from ABCD. The PhD is forgotten. There may be some flavor, for example, some you know music prodigies, they say. How they become so good at music at three years old, playing piano like water? How? Yes, it did in the past. So, there is some connection is there. <coughs> but ultimately, the achievements are gone. The flavor is remaining and he is carrying forward something else now. In some other life. But that same achievement will not be lost. Uh, even if we fall away. That is the assurance Krishna is giving in the next few verses. But this is a valid question. And this question Arjuna asked Krishna. And he said, but for you, there is no one who can dispel this doubt. Why did he say that? Because Krishna is the witness, as the Paramatma, of everyone. He has witnessed billions and trillions of souls, what happened to them. And he did not just witness. He is the one who engineered the situations. (laughs) He is not only the Upadrashta, 
but also Anumanta. He is not only the witness, but also the sanctioner. So he is the one who sanctions. So he is the one who knows. So any knowledge we have to take from Krishna, the highest authority. No use of taking an opinion of a person who has no brains, who does not know anything about these things. Nowadays it is fashion. If you want to get some philosophy about life, they'll go to a motivational speaker. Or a person who has become a what is that uh, Olympic champion will suddenly become a motivational speaker. Huh? Nowadays, uh, you know, YouTube, when you watch him on video, next video will come out. Who is that Mike Tyson? Motivational speech, something is giving. <laughs> he was a boxer. No. So, uh, people go to these kind of people just to, you know, get some philosophy about life. No, but for you, Krishna, nobody can answer this question. This is called proper knowledge. <clears throat> because opinions, if you ask anybody, he will have his opinion, he will have his opinion. Nasa Vrasharyasa Matamna Bhinnam. That means all, everybody will have their own philosophy. This uh, idea of democracy, that majority opinion, that is the prevailing truth, that is bogus. If majority of them are fools, what is the use of their opinion? Collective opinion. The consensus of fools is, is not a fact. Hmm. So, this democracy, that is the problem with democracy. They will see a video, not only in elections, we are talking about everything. Video, you see the number of likes, number of dislikes, number of comments and number of reviews of a product. We are judging by the majority opinion of people. That's a, we, are, we are programmed to think like that in a democratical, democratic way. As if the opinion of the majority matters. But <laughs> if you understand really what is the situation of this world, this world is a prison house. So we are all prisoners. The majority of prisoners, if they vote for something, that is not a very credible thing actually, because it's prisoners who are voting for it. So we have to take from a person who is enlightened. Therefore, there was no democracy previously. The ruler was not elected by votes, because the people do not know what is good for them. If a leader today comes and says, you vote for me, I will take away all the sinful activities in this uh, kingdom. So we can all become pure and become God conscious. I will ban meat eating. I will ban meat. I will ban uh, intoxication. No liquor, no cigarette, no, no coffee, no chocolate. All have caffeine by the way. These are all the tea also is, a, is, a, is an intoxicant. However small. Huh? Uh, in, no more meat, no more intoxication will be there. And no more gambling, casino closed. And the, the, what is the horse racing? Closed. Toto, all is 4D closed. Yeah? And no illicit sex. Prostitutes all will be banned. And even within marriage only for procreation. These, if rules are put and please vote for me, I will get exactly zero. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe a few people who are devotees. <laughs> Self vote. I will vote for myself. 
So, because people do not know actually that this is good for them. Hmm. So, just like if you go to a school, who will appoint the teachers? The students? Students don't appoint the teachers. They don't know anything. <laughs> they are coming there to learn. Management, uh, school management and the Ministry of Education, they are the ones. An authority appoints them. Not some, you know, fools, children who don't know anything. Of course, the children will appoint that teacher who will always allow them to play and not give them any homework. But that is not good for them. So, people are like that. People are like children. They need to be guided. And therefore, there is a system of Varnashram. Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaishya, Shudra. Majority are Shudras. So, they don't know all these things. They need to be helped. That's why there has to be a class of society called Brahmana who, who enlighten the others. But this was misused in India and made into a useless caste system of discrimination and the whole thing is abolished. Now the Brahmanas are not getting any seats in any colleges. And they deserve it. They deserve it. Because they are the ones who did not give any seat when uh, they, the rest of the society was needed in spiritual realization. So anyway, that's another topic. But this is the thing. So we, so our society, we have to have a brain so that everybody can be led to spiritual advancement. Everybody should be occupied and employed. Everybody must be busy in their duties. And at the same time, they should make spiritual advancement. The problem with today's uh, society, world, is that Economic development is taken as the index of advancement. How much is the GDP? What is the uh, net growth? All in financial terms. All uh, focus is there on financial growth only. There is no assessment on the spiritual advancement of people at all. There is no program even. It is an optional program. Religion is something optional. You have it or don't have it. In fact, it is a problem to deal with, but anyway, we are dealing with it, remnants of the past, never mind. But minimize it as much as possible, don't highlight it. School, just don't even mention about it in the textbooks. So that people slowly, slowly, generation by generation, they forget everything. Ah, then we will have equality, where there will be no fights between this religion and that religion. And we will have this complete peace. Forget it. Yes, religion is abused. That's another thing. It's not that religion has, religion has to be abolished. Just because the system is abused, it doesn't mean it is, it is bad. It has to be used properly. Hmm. A gun is a weapon. In the hands of the police, it is, it is apt. Police should have his gun. Otherwise, what kind of police is he? If, but if another person has a gun, he can be a danger. But if a police has a gun, that is protection for society. Same gun. Gun has not changed. But in whose hand it is, that has changed. And therefore, the result has changed. The effect has changed. So, the system has to be properly used. So, anyway, the brain has to be there, the brahmanas. And they have to teach. Taking compassion upon everyone, they have to teach. They have to set up systems, frameworks on how a civilization has to be conducted. So that everybody does not fall. And even if he falls, he can be picked up. And they can have their livelihood. And they can attain the goal of their life also. Livelihood is not life. People are chasing livelihood and thinking that this is life. That's a livelihood. You are maintaining your life with that work. But what is your life worth maintaining of, maintaining for? 
that we have not uh, uh, what is that we have not come to a conclusion about that so that has to be concluded we are doing our livelihood to maintain our life for what like if i maintain my car for what because i want to travel i want to do this get this done get this done so if we are going to maintain our life with this our livelihood what is our life meant for and if we don't have a direction on that then we are going to be befooled in our endeavors for perfection but when we take up this path seriously with knowledge then sometimes because it is as prabhupada said in the purport uh, there is a war on the maya on the illusory energy there is a war declaration of war because illusion maya will always tempt us in the other way why why you may think why maya is like this why can't everything be favorable to our you know going back to god it is actually favorable maya is favorable because she doesn't want anybody to go and disturb krishna with our material desire so she will make sure that every last trace of material desire is completely gone from our hearts until then if a little bit desire is there she will attack that and then poke at it until we become we realize that that's not what we should do <laughs> she will teach us lesson yes krishna she will test us at every step she will test us and that is test is good for us because only when we are serious then we can actually become uh, perfect servants of krishna and then we are qualified to be admitted entrance exam has to be there no hmm. this is entrance exam for going back to the spiritual world we have to be thoroughly krishna conscious hmm. so sometimes in the course of the maya's beating some people may fall and many actually fall few few attain but even those who fall there is no danger for them as it is said in the later verses uh, whatever you know even if he has halfway stopped it next life he will take birth in the fam- a family of transcendentalists a, pla- a place where spiritual culture is automatically there like for example why some people are born places like north korea you may say oh so bad luck you know they have but why are they born there where there is very very little chance of becoming god conscious almost nil that means their past was like that atheistic now if you think north korea is bad animal life is worse animals are just put on the conveyor belt and the throats are slit open in the slaughter houses I mean, at least those birds and animals that are eaten by people just imagine for a second if that happens to humans who are just you know with machines they are just put in and slit and then what what is that north korea is nothing <laughs> compared to what the animals are going through so if that much suffering we are giving why will not why we will not get suffering we will be complete everything is recorded nothing is ever unwitnessed because sarvatokshi shiromukham the eyes had uh, krishna has eyes everywhere nobody can escape the witness of krishna so uh, we will have to pay for it 
So these things we have to realize why some people are born with a disadvantage, whether it's physical or whether it's mental or whether it's social disadvantage, whether it's spiritual disadvantage. Ultimately, spiritual disadvantage is what matters. Socially, everything. It's all actually spiritual in different phases of it. So, why? And why are some people born in an advantage? And to be very honest, Indian birth is very, very, very fortunate birth. Because it is actually Punya Bhumi. All the holy places, when Ramachandra came, he came on that surface of India. And Krishna, when he came, he came to Mathura. Ram came to Ayodhya. So many <coughs> holy places are there. And so many Acharyas have come there. And temples are everywhere. So culture, even, even an atheist, maybe his friend's name is Krishna. And you say, hey, Krishna, come here. So even by that way, he is chanting the name of Krishna. If your name is Mr. Brown, for example, what is the piety in chanting that name? Brown. Nothing. Mr. Musk. What is the piety? No. Nothing. But, just by chanting the name of Krishna, even if it is not referring to Krishna, Helanamva, the word is used in Sanskrit, Helanamva, even neglectfully we chant the name of God, it is full benefit we will get. There is a nice story in the Narasimha Purana. In a previous Kaliuga, every Kaliuga this happens. So in a previous Kaliuga, there was a Muslim man. And what he did? Uh, he was attacked by a wild boar. And for, and for them it is uh, haram. Pig is haram. So when the boar was attacking him, he was chanting haram, haram, haram. And he was, you know, trying to escape, but he was chanting haram, haram. And he, 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 was, he got killed by the boar. And he went back to Vaikuntha. What happened? Because he was chanting haram. Because he was chanting the name of Ram, he went back to Vaikuntha. He was not referring to Ram. That is the power of Ajamal's story, we all know. Uh, maybe some of you do not know. Ajamal also like that. He, in the beginning of his life, he was a very nice, cultured, Brahmana's son. And he got married. Um, under his training of the father, he was doing, you know, worship of Narayan. But, after his marriage, he got seduced by a prostitute. And he kicked his wife out, he kicked his parents out, he lived with the prostitute, he had ten children with the prostitute, he ate her food every day and to maintain that of such a big family, he, he went and robbed and became a decoyed, everything. And at the age of 88 years old, he had a son of two years old. That was his plight. And by some good fortune, because whatever he has done in his young life, service to Narayan, Narayan did not forget. Narayan did not forget whatever he has done as a young. So even though he went into such a bad life, somehow or other he gave him the intelligence to name his youngest two-year-old son as Narayan. Prostitute, everything, but his son was Narayan, name. And because he was very affectionate to his son, because you know, small children are, you know, um, there is affection. So, he used to always call him Narayan, where are you? Narayan, have you eaten? Narayan, have you slept enough? Or something like this. So all the time he used to call him Narayan, Narayan. So at one point of time, Yamadutas came. Yamaraj, because his time was going to be up. 
and Yamadutas, the, the servants of Yamaraj. Not that Yamaraj comes to everybody and takes them. He is sitting there, he's, he's, his servants will go and pick him, pick people up. And they are very busy in Kaliuga, full, no appointment, fully busy. <laughs> so this man, Ajamil, he was uh, being picked up by these Yamadutas. So when the Yamadutas came, he, he could see them. Ordinary people can't see. Hmm. But this is what happens when one a sinful person dies or going to die, he will see. Hmm. So, he was seeing these frightening faces and these people with chain and you know, dogs and all this. He was uh, petrified, you know. And he was, uh, don't know what to do. He just called out to his son, Narayana, Narayana. And then at that time, because he called Narayana, at that moment, when the Yamadutas was going to take him, Immediately the Narayana, Lord Narayana from Vaikuntha, he sent his Vishnu Dutas, his servants, who looked exactly like Vishnu, with four arms and beautiful body features. And they came and they stopped the Yamadutas, you cannot take this man. Yamadutas said, what is this, what are you talking? He is such a sinful rascal, he married prostitute, he kicked out his parents, he kicked out his wife, all kinds of crimes he has, he has done, whole life. No, he is purified. Vishnu Dutta said, he is purified. How can you say like that? And they explained that because he has chanted the name, the holy name is so powerful that it can rid us of all sinful reactions. Now you may say, oh, that is not fair. That is not fair that a person you know, does everything and anything and then at the end he can chant Narayana and then you go back to Vaikuntha. What is this program? But it is not so easy also. It is by Krishna's arrangement that he could chant, but actually he was not taken away immediately, by the way. The Yamaduta, the Vishnuduta stopped the Yamadutas and both disappeared. And he was left alone to reflect on himself. What wrongs I have done. Then he realized. He was woken up. And then he immediately left all his family and went to Haridwar. And he was chanting the name of Krishna and then eventually the Vishnudutas again came. This time they took him back. So the the thing is, to get that opportunity to chant the name of Narayan is not so easy. And offenselessly to chant at the time of death is not so easy. There was one man, there was a story like this. So he heard this Ajamal story. He thought, wow, this is nice, yaar. I can do whatever I like at home and, and the whole life. Just last but the moment, I, 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 will, I will do it. I'll just chant Narayan and I'll go back. So I can have best of both worlds. <laughs> I can enjoy right here. Here also and there also I can go back. So uh, this is good. So what I'll do? Okay, I'll also name my sons. Uh, I'm going to marry now. So uh, after this marriage, whoever I'll name them according to Krishna's name. So he is uh, what is that? Govinda, Damodar, Madhav. Three sons he had. Govinda, Damodar, Madhav. Govinda, Damodar, Madhav, Eti. You know that song is that. So he is Govinda, Damodar, Madhav. Then he was a merchant actually. So he had a shop. So every time he used to call, you know, like that. And, but he was very, very much uh, business-minded, business-oriented. So because he thought, let me do, you know, full on. At the end of life is what is important. Okay, got it. So <laughs> he was doing his business. And then eventually his sons grew up. They also became responsible. So they were also taking charge of the shop here and there, the business, and you know, going out getting clients. So he health deteriorated. He was on the deathbed. So, <clears throat> the three sons were around him. Then he was almost breathing his last. 
then he was a little frown came on his face govinda damodar madhav if you all are here then who is at the shop and he died <laughs> he thought of the shop and died he forgot the govinda damodar and madhav so if you want to cheat krishna then he knows how to cheat us also so we cannot take this as a, oh this is nice prabhu i will i will do this program ajamil program i am follower of ajamil no 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 we <laughs> we have to understand that this is after many lifetimes of piety that he has come to the stage of ante narayana smriti <clears throat> this is to signify the the power of the holy name but to be able to chant at the time of death when the body is completely in disorder we should be first be able to chant when it is in complete order if you are not able to chant when it is in complete order how are we going to chant when it when it is in disorder when we get a little headache our chanting becomes difficult death is thousands of times greater than a headache so if prabhupada writes in the purport of 8.7 if one cannot remember krishna while one is struggling for existence how can he remember him at the time of death so it is not that prabhu i am very busy prabhu i cannot prabhu i cannot do this i cannot chant I, my my work my work is this long this much time in the day or this we can give as many excuses as many things but the point is this however difficult your life is death is more difficult however difficult life is death is more difficult and after that if you are not krishna conscious life will be even more difficult because now we are only 5000 years into kaliyuga if we are die and take another birth we will be after we will just be now this pandemic this covid 19 maybe if we die and take birth we will be in covid 119 next century that time will be another pandemic huh that may happen so we don't know what else will happen the world is going to become only a worse place in this kaliyuga especially so it is not worth so we shouldn't be serious to stop this here yes it is good even if you fall away yes you can come back actually in one more purport prabhupada says like this there are two types of coming back after falling away one coming back is as bhagav in in this uh, bhagavad gita it is mentioned where next life he will start from where he stopped and but the other one is actually even more mercy of the lord it's when it happens in this life itself how yasyaham anugrahanami harishetad dhanam shanai suppose we are distracted from spiritual life suppose we came to krishna in the beginning with you know maybe or no money or some business problems or this that and we came to krishna and suddenly business boom are wow this is good thank you krishna see you gone so we are embroiled in the business so what krishna does oh i have given him given him a little bit and you forgot me okay then i can take it also harishyata dhanam shanai he will take away everything you see and that is actually greater uh, blessing shri bhagavan vacha yasyaham anugrahanami harishyata dhanam shanai tato adhanam tyajantyasya svajana dukha dukhitam personality of god had said said if i especially favor someone i gradually deprive him of his wealth not that 
we go to God to get wealth. Marwadi Prabhu is here. Businessman. He's coming here and his business boomed actually. <laughs> but here he is saying, if I especially favor someone, I gradually deprive him of his wealth. I will take away his wealth. Tomorrow you want to come or not, you decide. <laughs> then the relatives and friends of such a poverty-stricken man abandon him. Not only money gone, relatives also gone. Because they will only remain as long as you have money and status, uh, people will, yeah, yeah, you know. But once you have nothing, then they will leave you. In this way, he suffers one distress after another. Are, how is this a blessing? Now, continuation. Sayada vitathodyogo nirvinnahasya dhanehaya matparai hikritamaitrasya karishye madanugraham. When he becomes frustrated in his attempts to make money, that means what happens, you know? That means he is still attempting to make money and he is again frustrated in that also. Because he had family, he had money and everything, money taken away, then family gone, then he wants to get it back. Okay, okay, if I get money, I'll get my respect back again in society. So he tries to attempt and he will frustrate him again, Krishna. Frustrate, repeated frustration. And then he instead, he, if he befriend, befriends my devotees, no hope, he then will go to temple. Because people only come to temple in last, last resort. When everything fails, the movie also they will show like that, no? The doctor will try. The hero, you know, fought with villain, something serious happened and then he is in the hospital and everything. And then doctor will say, he will take out his glasses. You know? Only God can help. As if until then God could not help, now only God could help. Huh? If the God does not sanction, the doctor cannot do anything, rascal. Huh? What kind of, God is from the very beginning, He is in control. Not that now everything is... Okay, now you please go to God. Nothing else? Last resort. It's like hopeless case. Going to God means hopeless case already. In fact, if somebody dies on the chant, Govinda, Govinda in South India. In North India, Ram Naam Satya Hai. In fact, Ram Naam Satya Hai when people become scared. Hey, why are you saying that? Nobody died, no? Inauspicious. <laughs> they did this, you know, the cigarette. There is a cigarette dispenser in India. To discourage people from smoking, they put a cigarette dispenser like, you know, vending machine. So, you put coin and cigarette will come out. But they design in such a way that every time a cigarette comes out, Ram Naam Satya Hai, will, the sound will come out. And the person like this, you know. Are he's not scared of the cigarette, he's scared of the Ram Nam Satya. <laughs> this is our mentality. <laughs> so we are we are afraid of God. Who is afraid of God? Only Rakshas is afraid of God. Devotees are not afraid, right? So if you are afraid of Ram Nam, that means we are Rakshas. <laughs> so so last resort they will come to Krishna. So like that. So, if Krishna really favors someone, he will take away everything, relatives gone, then he will strive to get it back, he will not get it. And then finally, last resort, he will come to temple. There, the, there he will sit down in Bhagavad Gita class and hear something, oh. Then he will start to chant Hare Krishna. And then slowly he will become a devotee. And that's what Krishna, you see, he befriends my devotees, I bestow my special mercy upon him. And what, what is the special mercy? He will get his money back? No, 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 sorry. Tad Brahma Paramam Sokshmam Chinmatram Sadanantakam 
Vijnayatmatayadhira samsarat parimuchyate. He doesn't want to give us coins. We are asking for coins actually in this world. In fact, not even coins. Dhruva Maharaj said broken pieces of glass, thinking that is very shiny. You know, when the glass is broken, it reflects some light and appears shiny. If you think that is very attractive, it's a diamond, you know. If you chase it as if it is diamond, you will get pricked by the glass only when you go there. That is what this material world is. It's actually like broken pieces of glass. We are thinking it is something very valuable. And when we get it, it will prick us and we will bleed. So we are asking for this and we go to God to give us this broken piece of glass. So Krishna is saying, what a fool rascal this guy is. I will give him something, something much higher. I will give him myself. Owner of everything. So, this is what. So he will not give us the wealth. He will give us this. A person who has thus become sober, fully realizes the absolute as the highest truth, the most subtle and perfect manifestation of spirit, the transcendental existence without end. In this way, realizing that the supreme truth is the foundation of his own existence, he is freed from the cycle of material life. And this is real benefit. I will show that verse of Dhru Maharaj. Number twenty So Dhruva Maharaj, long story but a little short, he basically wanted to become greater than Brahma because he was frustrated in his he was a five-year-old boy, by the way. He was not a grown-up man. No? Five-year-old boy. He was insulted by his stepmother and he left home and he went to the forest because his mother said, go to the forest and you can get Vishnu because Vishnu can fulfill anything. So he said, where is Vishnu? I usually sages to go to the forest to find him. He immediately left to the forest, five-year-old boy. So there, <coughs> he met Naradamani on the course and Naradamani showed him how to uh, chant the name of Vishnu and how to do meditation. So he was doing this and in six months, he was so serious in his practice, in six months, he saw Vishnu. He saw. Then, when he saw, that's it. His enormous desire of becoming the controller of the universe diminished. And this is what he said. When he was being blessed by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Dhruva Maharaj said, Oh my Lord, because I was seeking an opulent position, I was performing severe types of penance and austerity, tapasya. Now I have gotten you, who are very difficult, not only for the ordinary humans, but also for the great demigods and saintly persons and kings to attain. Even great rishis, munis, they cannot get you. Devatas, they cannot get you. But now I have gotten you. I was searching after a piece of glass with reference to his, you know, becoming topmost person in the universe. But instead I have found a most valuable jewel. Therefore I am so satisfied that I do not wish to ask any benediction from you. I don't want anything from you. I just want you. So that is what Krishna wants to give. So even if we go to Krishna asking for some material thing, he will not let us fall down. 
immediately it may look a little bit you know discouraging but actually he will never let us fall down you see here 51927 satyam dishatyarthitam arthito nirnam naivarthado yat punararthitayatah svayam vidhatte bhajatam anichchatam icchha pidhanam nijapada pallavam the supreme personality of god had fulfills the material desires of a devotee who approaches him with such motives he does fulfill but he does not bestow benedictions upon the devotee that will cause him to demand more benedictions again however the lord willingly gives the devotee shelter at his own lotus feet even though such a person does not aspire for it and that shelter satisfies all his desires that is the supreme personality of god had special mercy this is how he eventually takes us in his fold we fall away because of not having enough conviction so of course as krishna said next life or in this way you know wealth gone and everything but there is a much easier way to go to krishna without falling how to protect ourselves from fall down there is another related question now what happens to a fallen person now that's why actually two 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 other verses before we go to that related question you see krishna says something interesting api chedasi papebhyah sarvebhyah papakrittamah sarvam jnana plavenaiva vrijinam santarishyasi even if you are considered to be the most sinful of all sinners when you are situated in the board of transcendental knowledge you will be able to cross over the ocean of miseries so however sinful a person may be it doesn't matter if he takes to this knowledge of krishna consciousness of bhagavad gita shrimad bhagavatam in the association of devotees then he can also cross this ocean of material misery 930 api chet suduracharo bhajate mam ananya bhag sadhureva samantavya samyak vyavasito hi sah even if one commits the most abominable action if he is engaged in devotional service he is to be considered saintly because he is properly situated in his determination so even if a person is sinful and somehow or other he has taken to devotional service uh, we should consider him saintly because he has taken to the proper means of atonement and he will very quickly he will come out of his sinful life not because hey how come uh, he is chanting hari krishna and he is doing this and doing that and what is this yeah in the beginning because we they are not fully trained of course experienced devotee is not uh, expected to fall like that um, but those who are you know just coming into it or sometimes a person who is not very stable he may fall back but still if he has a faith in krishna there is chance of his coming back again it's not that he is condemned for eternity no because he has taken that little bit step krishna will never forget him and krishna says this i mean narad muni says this navayjano jatu kathanchana avrachen mukunda sevyan yavadanga samsritim smaran mukundangri upaguhanam punar vihatum ichchen narasagraho janah my dear vyasa even though a devotee of lord krishna sometimes falls down somehow or other he certainly does not undergo material existence like others fruity workers etc because a person who has once relished the taste of the lotus feet of the lord can do nothing but remember that ecstasy again and again and because of that he will one day come back 
So now, related question, so how to save ourselves? Now there is assurance even if you fall down, but best thing is not to fall down. Right? So how? So we should understand why do we fall down? What causes the fall down? Usually it's lack of conviction in the process or committing offences to Krishna, to devotees, to you know, dham, temple or to seva, so many aparadhas are there and if it is serious enough then we may leave, Krishna will not allow us to stay in the association of his devotees that's why we leave or if you are not convinced enough of this process and actually offences come from lack of sufficient conviction lack of sufficient knowledge, lack of sufficient um, proper attitude and proper attitude comes with again hearing that's why we have to hear how a devotee should be how we should progress what is my conduct what is life everything because if we don't suppose read Bhagavad Gita every day now today there is class fine next Sunday there will be another class what are we going to do in the next uh, in the week if we don't keep ourselves connected with this message, that's why we have book. We always recommend people to take home these books and read. Sometimes they say, Prabhu, is there an online uh, version? There is. But the thing is, distractions are so much on the screen. Better to have no distraction. Right? A book, read. Hmm. That's why it is better. Focus is more important, not availability. Yeah. Availability, there's no dearth of availability nowadays. But the thing is focus. How much are we applying to? Applying ourselves to it. So, the rest of the week, what should be done? We have to read. Oh, I don't have time. Make time. Time is there. Priorities are different. Everybody has 24 hours. But what we make out of those 24 hours, right? So, we have to make time. And then read. And if we just keep to that habit every day, Prabhupada said at least one hour a day. But if you cannot right away, start with 15 minutes. Take a baby step towards it. Now let me read 15 minutes. Now everybody has their 15 minutes. Nobody can say he does not have 15 minutes of time. Actually we have so much time. We waste away. We don't even notice and we say we have no time. So we have to read and slowly we have to get at least one hour a day. Then the conviction, the understanding will deepen and our involvement, our voluntary effort to participate in this will come. Otherwise, every time devotees will ask, Prabhu, how many rounds are chanting? One round. After ten years, still one round. Why not increasing? Because no reading is going on. If one, is read, if one reads, there is no need of goading from others. He will automatically take. Of course, there is some pushing required to take that extra step. So, we need to have those people around us who will push us more than our comfort zone because we tend to remain in our comfort zone always. So we need that also, that pushing. But when devotees sometimes push, some people can't take it. And that's because they don't understand the value of that pushing. They think, how can he ask me to do this? How can he scold me? Why you cannot scold? Why? I'm so good that I've done nothing wrong, I cannot be chastised. Or I cannot be corrected. Why? I'm so good. I'm perfect. Why that ego? So, we only when we realize that actually we are complete rascals, then the humility will set in. We have to accept, first of all, we are rascals. 
for trillions of years we have gone away from Krishna, we are great Vidwan, eh? great, uh, you know, sadhus here. No. They say every, every saint has a past and every thief has a future. If you are sitting here, we have come from past which is not very glorious. Nothing to be proud of. So we have to accept that. Yes, I am a rascal. If you see all the Vaishnava songs or even the shlokas how Vaishnavas pray to God, pray to Krishna. Say, I am the most fallen. I am... Who is that? Krishna Das Kavaraj Goswami. He says, Purishera Kitohai Moisa Laghishta. I am worse than the worm which is in the stool. The worm in the stool is better than me. And then it's not lip service. It's actually they feel like this. When that humility sets in, then we will be receptive to the message in the proper way. Humility is the first thing, it is the basis of character, it is the basis of all learning. If there is no humility, we think we know everything. That's the. If we have reached the top, that means the next is only fall down. After that, there is nothing more to go and fall down. So that is what follows. So if you only understand that I have much more to go, then only we will keep climbing. If we, if, we, if we think that we have climbed, I am not at the top, okay, now fall down. So, pride goes before fall. So, hearing, regular hearing is the antidote to fall down. Nowadays, I don't know, all the topics are coming back to this hearing. Bhagavad Gita, Chaitanya Saritamrata, today Bhagavadam, this one also. Hearing is very, very important. Regular reading of Bhagavad Gita. So please, if you don't have the book, please take the book. If you have the book, please open it. Don't keep it covered if you have a book. Keep it covered in yellow or silk cloth. Respect. Huh? Respect, so cover it. That is basically saying, shut up Krishna, I don't want to hear you. Book is there for what? So open it and read. Let Krishna speak to you through the book, Bhagavad Gita. It is for everyone. So it is actually disrespect. If you, if you, okay, it is good to if you want to keep it in your local, but please open every day and read. If you don't and keep it like that and then put in the puja room, do arati, useless. I'm telling you, worshiping Bhagavad Gita means reading it. Okay, I'll stop it here. It's uh, quite late, so I think Prasadam, right? Yeah. So there's no arati now. Uh, please proceed upstairs, uh, Prasadam. Hare Krishna Bhagavad Gita ki jai, Shila Prabhupada ki jai, Nitai Gaur Premanandu.